Love and Justice and Breaking Decorum, a sermon preached by Bishop Julius C. Trimple at the general meeting of the Black Methodist for Church Renewal, here on episode number 54 of To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Trimble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people. Welcome to To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. This is the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. I'm your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Some of you are aware that Bishop Tremble and I graduated together from Garrett Evangelical Theological Seminary. Indeed, as I record this, Next month, May of 2023, will mark 40 years since we graduated from seminary. That is hard to believe in and of itself. But I share that only because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident that I heard uh, Mr. Tremble speak in one of our chapel services in seminary. I'm sure he'll correct me if I'm wrong. But at any rate, one of the things that I find most impressive about Bishop Tremble is his preaching and his teaching. And the thing I love about his preaching is how he is often able to take a scripture and make it come alive and take a statement, a sermon title, as it were, and make a turn of a phrase to make a true impact. Bishop Trimble was asked to give one of the primary sermons or messages at the 56th Journal Meeting of the Black Methodist for Church Renewal event held in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, April 12th through 15th. And in this message that he gave that we're going to share with you here today, here on To Be Encouraged, he did just this. He took the scripture, he made it come alive, he gave us the theme and the topic, and he turned a phrase which made an impact on me, and I think it will on you. The theme of the whole event was Jeremiah, the theme passage of scripture for the whole event was Jeremiah 29.11. You know, I, I know the plans I have for you. The plans not to harm you. He took that passage of scripture and he talked about love and justice. But he made a turn of a phrase which made an impact on me and I think it will on you. The turn of a phrase was to break decorum. You're going to love this message by Bishop Tremble here today. 
And uh, this message, I believe, will have an impact on you as well. Hopefully we'll take it to heart and utilize it in your life and let it be an inspiration for you. And maybe perhaps you can take a bit of scripture, let it speak to you, and let the phrase be turned in such a way to make an even greater impact. He was able to speak at the Black Methodist for Church Renewal General Meeting during one of their worship services. This is their communion service. The first voice you're going to hear is Bishop Cynthia Moore Koikoi, who is the Bishop of the Western Pennsylvania Annual Conference, who gave just a beautiful introduction for Bishop Trimble. Let's get into this conversation and this podcast here today on To Be Encouraged. Beloved, I have the distinct honor and privilege of presenting to some and introducing to others none other than Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Amen. Bishop Trimble was assigned in 2016 to the Indiana Conference. Before that, he served in the Iowa Conference. We praise God for those cross-racial appointments. Amen. (laughs) Bishop is a native of Chicago and a graduate of Illinois State University. He earned his Master of Divinity from Garrett Evangelical Theological Seminary and a Doctor of Ministry from Ashland Theological Seminary. He was ordained a deacon and elder in the Northern Illinois Conference, where he served two churches before transferring to the East Ohio Conference. He served churches in the Cleveland area and was the district superintendent of the Cleveland District. Bishop Tremble is married to First Lady Reselda Granberry Trimble. They are the proud parents of three, Cameron, Candace, and Julius, and the proud grandparents of Corinne. Bishop Tremble has a number of special honors and awards, and including the James Thomas Social Action Award that was awarded by the Methodist Federation for Social Action. That's a lot about his learning. Let me tell you something about his burning. His personal mission statement is to encourage all people, all people, with the love of Jesus Christ to rise to their highest potential. In short... Be encouraged. He is a Barnabas among us. I want to say to you that part of his burning is also in how he welcomed some new bishops that came along. How he mentored and nurtured us as we came along. As he encouraged us to speak up, and not to wait our turn. 
we are blessed as a denomination. We are blessed as a Christian faith community. And tonight, we will be blessed by the word of God through this man of God. Let the church say, amen. Amen. So I'm going to encourage you to stand as we prepare this place, continue to prepare this atmosphere for the word to come forth. Let the church say amen. Amen Amen again. Amen Amen for the Holy Spirit. I was uh, working on a sermon several weeks ago for this occasion when I found out I was going to be preaching and now I don't know if I should preach or give a speech. I don't remember. I think, I think that speech was 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 pretty good, wasn't it? Pretty good. Thank you, Dr. Tony Love, uh, for all that you do, uh, and the way you bless my family as well. Thank you so much. Uh, will you pray with me just for a moment? Loving God, you are a loving God. And somebody tonight needs to know in a particular way how much you love them. Oh, yes, somebody needs to know tonight how much you love them. All the way from heaven to earth. All the way from the earth to the cross. All the way from the cross to the grave. And all the way from the grave to the sky. Somebody needs to know tonight that you love them. And I know you can do that. You've done it before. Do it again. Somebody tonight needs to be affirmed and encouraged. With your help, Lord, I think I can do that. So help me. Now may the words of my mouth and the Meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, thou who has been our strength and our redeemer. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord's plans for your welfare, not for your harm, to give you a future with hope. That's from the New Revised Standard Version, the Common English Bible. I know the plans I have in mind for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace, not disaster. To give you a future filled with hope. Just for a few moments, I want to uh, meditate and testify and share with you from this theme, love and justice. Love and justice. And I want to read an additional passage of scripture, one you're all familiar with, but uh, was laid on my heart just a few days ago for this evening. It's the passage that's entitled The Gift of Love, 1 Corinthians 13. 1 through 13. If I speak in tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. 
And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all of my possessions and if I hand over my body so that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. The prophet Jeremiah reminds us of that as well. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for the tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part. We prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke. Now, some of y'all have been reading the Bible again. <laughs> I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but... Then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, but then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, love abide. These three, and the greatest of these, is love. I want to preach for a few moments on love and justice. Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, one of Judah's greatest prophets during the decades of conflict and condemnation he lived and ministered confronting moral decay idolatry disobedience speaking truth to power he lived Jeremiah to witness the fall of Jerusalem to the Babylonians and did not himself escape turmoil and rejection the 29th chapter records words from a letter Jeremiah writes to exiles in Babylon sometime early in the reign of King Zedekiah. He says to them, be prepared to settle in Babylon for a long exile. Pray for the nation and for yourselves. Ignore false hopes of short exile and false prophets Though the night may seem long and the exile is blurring your vision of a preferred future, God's positive plan for the nation is a future filled with hope. Even in Israel's darkest hour, God assures a hopeful future. My brothers and sisters, even when we don't see immediate results, we can remain assured of God's ultimate blessing, God's ultimate shalom, God's ultimate peace is not to be found in the quick overthrow of the Babylonians or the absence of pain and disappointment in our lives. A new season of hope awaits a church with a newfound humility coupled with a fresh embracing of audacity and veracity. I'm not going to get much louder than this. So if you plan on jumping in, just, just find your spot. 
A new season of Hope Waits Church with a newfound humility coupled with the fresh embracing of audacity and veracity. John Wesley says of Jeremiah that the promise of the Messiah is communicated and there is a pointing to the promise of the gospel. While in prison, Jeremiah reminds those with ears to hear. I'm quoting from the Bible. I don't want you to think Bishop Trimble making this stuff up. While in prison, Jeremiah reminds those with ears to hear, call on God and God will answer and show you things you do not know. Jeremiah 33 verse 2. And the prophet Jeremiah in the 31st chapter, the words echo through the corridors of time from Babylon to Pittsburgh. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Those are not my words. The prophet Jeremiah. God speaks to the prophet and speaks to us as we are gathering at this annual meeting. I have loved you with an everlasting that means there's no you know how you you gotta read the milk bottle when you get it because there's an expiration date on that milk bottle you you gotta read the cereal box when you when you've been out of town for a while because there's an expiration on that cereal box even canned food that you can keep for months and maybe years has an expiration date but Jeremiah says wait a minute Jeremiah 31 3 look it up God says I have loved you somebody needs to know that tonight with an everlasting love it is this love that God has for us That should fortify us. Even in these tough days. It's been a long three years friends. You are the beloved of God. Turn to your neighbors and remind them. You are the beloved of God. Frank you are the beloved of God. Tracy you are John. You're the beloved of God. Latrell you're the beloved of God. It is this love, this everlasting love, that God reminds us, hang in there. I stopped by to tell you tonight, your labor has not been in vain. Your leadership is not lacking or lagging. Your faithfulness has not gone unnoticed. Your humility has been consecrated by the holy. God's plan for you has not been altered or abandoned. Your favor has not been forfeited. Your sacred worth cannot be subject to debate. Your creativity cannot be canceled. Your song cannot be silenced. Your wokeness cannot be weakened. And your hunger for justice 
I, I, I want you to hear this part. I want you to hear this part. Your hunger for justice cannot be juxtaposed into all lives matter. You'll get that later. You, you, some of y'all will get that tomorrow night. Some of y'all will get that tomorrow night. I'll send instructions with the sermon. I'll send instructions. Some of you missed your shout. You missed your shout. So I'm going to repeat it. Bishop Trimble, folks in Indiana know this. Folks in Iowa know this. Bishop Trimble, why does he keep repeating the same thing over and over? Because sometimes everybody don't get it. Your labor has not been in vain. You, you need to hear that, pastors, lay people. You've been giving money when you couldn't go to church. Your labor has not been in vain your leadership is not lacking or lagging your faithfulness has not gone unnoticed your humility has been consecrated by the holy God's plan for you has not been altered or abandoned your favor has not been forfeited your sacred worth is not subject to debate your creativity cannot be canceled your song cannot be silenced your wokeness cannot be weakened your hunger for justice cannot be juxtaposed into all lives matter now somebody's going to report tomorrow that Bishop Trimble said all lives don't matter that's not what I said your victory in Jesus is not to be voted on at general conference. You, you didn't, you, some of y'all are not delegates to general. Your victory in Jesus is not on the uh, advanced, what is that called? Advanced ADACA. Your victory in Jesus is not to be voted on at general conference. Now, let me say something. Bishop Show, I don't know about you, but sometimes bishops get unsolicited advice. Maybe that's just in the north central jurisdiction. I don't know. You know, people want to give uh, Bishop Bridgeford, get, get ready for this. People want to give you advice even when you didn't ask for none. And, you know, that's all right. You know, people want to tell you, Dr. Sally, how to do your job. When sometimes they're not doing their job. But sometimes God has a word from a voice that you need to hear. Sometimes God speaks through otherwise prophetic voices. Several weeks ago, some of us here on this stage, this altar, chancel area, were in Atlanta, Georgia with the Pan-Methodist gathering of bishops. It was a great time. The president, dean of Gammon Theological Seminary, made a presentation to the Pan-Methodist bishops meeting in Atlanta. Don't tell her I said this if you see her. <laughs> Dr. Candace Lewis is a gift to the church, not just the seminary community. 
somebody, somebody ought to give her a hand. Cause don't, don't tell her, don't tell her I said that. Don't tell her I said that. She shared a, a bit of the study of the impact of COVID-19 on United Methodist clergy of color. One of the key findings was that the domain most negatively impacted by COVID-19 was relational health. Can I get a witness? Relational health. A ripple effect of grief, loss, and increased need for support for many members of the black UMC clergy and also the BIPOC community clergy as well as I suppose laity as well. And a question was asked of Dean President Candace Lewis. What is our most important work? What is our most important work as bishops? She was humble but forthright. Confident and compassionate. She said, I'm going to be honest with you. We are in a season. I may be paraphrasing, but only a little bit. She'll correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> we, are, we are in a season of mending. Mending. And there is a need to tend to your flock. Bishops. Bishops. She said, go back. Wherever you are serving. Tend to your flock. Your pastors are hurting. And and, and in Indiana, we gave everybody a little bonus and told them to go do something for a week. And I thought I was doing something. Come on. That was good. But it wasn't enough. Go back. Tell people you care. People want to know that you care more than they care what you know. We too, bishops, we were reminded we can't give water from an empty well. Can I get a witness? We can't give water from an empty well. If you're not praying for your bishop, I don't care what color, what size, what shape your bishop is. You got to pray up your bishop, your bishop. We got to pray up you and we got to pray for each other. Can I get a witness? Season of mending. The time to tend to ourselves. Austin Channing Brown, author of I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness, says, I can't let go of belief in a church and a universal body of belonging and a community that reaches toward love in a world so often filled with hate. We ought to be instruments, the church, of God's grace. Bell Hooks, in her book All About Love, says we need to see love as an action rather than a feeling. Love assumes accountability and responsibility. When Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. spoke of love, he said, I'm not speaking of some sentimental and weak response. I speak of that force that all the great religions have seen as the supreme unifying principle of life. Love, Dr. King said, is somehow the key that unlocks the door which leads to ultimate reality. Friends, 
we need to give each other and give ourselves space for grace. To love ourselves. Can I get a witness? To affirm our oughtness. Our blessed assurance. It's not working for us to keep quiet about our pain and the pain of others. It's not working. Let me say that again. Keeping quiet about our pain and the pain of others is not working. Since I last attended National BMCR, the life expectancy for black people in America has gone down. Oh, oh, that's a fact. Since the last time we gathered. In a country with more guns than people. Homicides and suicides are robbing us of our children and some of our own colleagues who should be here tonight. Pain and trauma can become debilitating. Sometimes bearing our pain and bearing witness to, to struggle means getting angry. Somebody say angry. Brene Brown speaks of this when she says, when we deny ourselves the right to be angry, we deny our own pain. I know everybody don't have to agree with me on this. That's all right. I've been doing this for a while. (laughs) When we deny ourselves the right to be angry, we deny our pain. Why is he so hostile? Why you all, why she got to get so hysterical? Huh? Like you got a chip on your shoulder. Sometimes it masks a far more difficult emotion like grief, regret, and shame. But courage is forged in pain. I'm not interested in a church. Unwilling, Bishop Malone, to bring the transforming power of the gospel to bear on all of society. And sees that as an essential part of the church's mission. Let me say that again. I'm not interested in a church that's unwilling to bring the transforming power of the gospel to bear on all of society. And sees that as an essential part of the church's mission. My wife uh, said recently, Dr. Conway, that she's the next vehicle we're going to get is going to be a truck. So Bishop Holston when my wife tells me what kind of vehicle we're going to get, that means usually that's what we're going to get. She, she wants to... She grew up driving trucks. Her, her, her daddy was an electrical sign, uh, had his own electrical sign company, first black person in Chicago to be independent electric, electrical sign uh, contractor. So she said the first vehicle she drove was a truck. Her brother in Texas drives a truck. You know, the big trucks they drive in Texas with the big wheels. Her brother in Kentucky drives a truck. Her brother in Chicago drives. She the oldest. She need a truck. So, 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 I told, this is where I took my stand. I said, we could look at a Toyota. I said, we could look at a Ford. I said, we could look at a Chevrolet. I said, but I ain't riding in a GMC. Oh, 
I'm talking about a truck. I'm talking about a truck. I'm talking about a truck. I'm just telling you, that's, that's my house. That's my house. Don't get in my business. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about a truck. I'm not willing. I'm not interested in a church. Unwilling to bring the transforming power of the gospel. I'm about dismantling racism. It's serious business. Get ready for heaven, yes. But let's interrupt some of the hell that people are experiencing here on earth. Love. I'm too, I see Don taking time over there. Let's see, I'm two-thirds of the way through. No, she's taking notes. She's just taking notes on her phone. Love is necessary for our healing. And our holding together, BMCR. Hear me, hear me. Love is necessary for our healing and our holding. It's also the motivator behind our commitment to justice. Cornell West, and I don't think he was the first one to say it, but but others have said it. Love is justice lived out in the public square. Can I get a witness? In a world overrun with misinformation and disinformation, where fear is being sold at bargain prices, where books are being banned and teachers are being undervalued and underpaid and undermined in a world where some keep arguing that the solution to gun violence is more guns. If it ain't one thing, if it's not segregation, it's incarceration. If it's not incarceration, it's intimidation. If it's not intimidation, it's misinformation. If it's not misinformation, it's disaffiliation. If it's not one thing, if it's not too hot, it's too cold. We are meeting at a moment when the nation and the church are met with challenges in the area of racial justice and inclusiveness. Listen to this. We are meeting at a moment in time when the nation and church are met with challenges in the area of racial justice and inclusiveness. Bishop, Bishop Kokoy, out of the deep realization and great necessity for advocacy, Black Methodist for Church Renewal was born. I just read a direct quote from Gilbert Caldwell. It's in the history book, Our, Our Time Together. So that, that sounds like today. Out of realization and the great necessity for advocacy, black Methodists for church renewal, Addison was born. Rooted in love. Love of God and church and an uncompromising love for justice. 1 Corinthians 13 supports our witness. It reminds us of and describes love as the context for properly exercising the gifts in the church. Paul lifts up agape, self-giving love, and commends it for the building up of the body, the church. There is a permanence of agape love because Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. A future with hope is signed, sealed, and delivered by Jesus Christ. 
A future with hope is evidenced by breakthrough prayer and a commitment to love one another. A future with hope is connected to our willingness to do the hard things. Beware. Beware of campaigns to ban books and to shield discomforting conversations. Beware of those who offer confusion over confession. Beware of those who are challenging the gains that have been made. As lovers of Jesus and justice, we have a right to be angry. Stop trying to restrict our voting. Stop trying to mute our history. Stop trying to reverse our progress. Supreme Court talking about eliminating affirmative action. Don't you know that the gospel is affirmative action? God so loved the world that God gave. That's affirmative action. Jesus said, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. That was not an invitation to vacation Bible school. That was affirmative action. Jesus told the disciples, you remember on the mountainside, he saw 5,000. It really was 20,000 because it said not counting the women and the children. He said, you feed them. That was not a church potluck. That was affirmative action. No child should go hungry. Don't you know that Jesus is all about affirmative action? All authority has been given to me. Then Jesus said, go. Therefore, make that's affirmative action. He's affirming you and telling you to take action. The Bible I'm almost done. I'm not through, but I'm almost done. The Bible says those who are in Christ. This is your chance to get your last shout. The Bible says those who are in Christ are new creations. The old has passed away. The Reverend Dr. Zan Holmes tells the story. Of Dr. William B. McLean, professor of preaching and worship at Wesley Theological Seminary, a friend of BMCR, a mentor to some of you in this gathering. Some of you probably took classes with him. Bobby McLean told of meeting a South Korean tailor while visiting Seoul, Korea. His name was Smitty Lee. Dr. Holmes tells this story in his book, Encountering Jesus. Dr. McLean asked Smitty Lee, the tailor he met, whether the name was Korean. Smitty. The tailor told the story of his life being saved by an American soldier named Smitty Ransom during the Korean War. Being true to his culture, he summed up the story in two sentences. He saved my life. I took his name. Jesus Christ (laughs) saved my life. And I took his name. If he's blessed you, if he's healed you, if he's held you, if
if he's helped you, if he's lifted you, he saved your life. Now you got his name. On Christ. Solid rock. All other ground is sinking sand. God has a mission for the church. I believe the mission is a result of God's plan for us today. From Jeremiah to BMCR. Tonight is rooted in love and justice. He saved our lives. And we share his name. In his name, Jesus Christ. Our burdens can be lifted. Our sickness can be healed. The church can be edified. Our souls can be sanctified. Our witness can be magnified. Our God can be glorified. And the devil can be terrified. Yeah! Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for doing things with excellence and in order. But sometimes the occasion calls for breaking decorum. Oh, just a few days ago in Tennessee, two elected officials elected by the people got voted out of office and the charge was they were breaking decorum. Sometimes the church ought to be guilty of breaking decorum. Children are dying on the street from homicide and suicide. It's time, BMCR, to break decorum. We were dying at unordinate numbers from COVID-19. And we were just going along with what all the folks were saying. We knew something wasn't right. It's time, church, to break decorum. When they talk about turning back voting rights, when they want to take away your ability to control your body and your mind, when they say an eight-year-old black girl can experience being called the N-word, then an eight-year-old white girl ought to be able to learn the meaning of racism in America. It's time to break the court. I'm all... I'm all for doing things with excellence and in order. But sometimes, as Bishop Easterling said, you can't follow the program. You got to follow God's plan. BMCR, what am I saying? It's time, BMCR, to break decorum. This church will not experience renewal unless somebody says it's time to break the cord. In the name of Jesus, who is a fire that will never burn out. In the name of Jesus, who is a bank that will never go broke. In the name of Jesus, who is a friend who will never forsake you. In the name of Jesus, who's a way maker, a heavy shoulder sharer, the wheel in the middle of the wheel, Mary's little baby. In the name of Jesus, it's time to break the Quran.
Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Blame it on Dean Candace Lewis. She messed, she messed this up in Atlanta. She, she Go back. Tell the people you love them. God, is that you talking to the dean, president? I heard her saying, it's time to break the core. We got to embrace the power of love. And we can bring a whole lot of people along. We've got to just not just go to church. You know, we can't transform the world by going to church. But we can transform the world by being the church. I know y'all then took some of y'all, some of y'all took me off the Christmas card list, but that's all right. If you drive a GMC, that's okay. I wasn't, I was talking about my house. That's my house. Brothers and sisters, God loves you with an everlasting love. And all of these challenges that we face, I'm not worried. You want to know why I'm not worried? One word, one word. This is a word you need to remember. Write it down. Don't, if you don't, have, you don't have to write it down. Just read the gospel lesson, the last technique. Most powerful word, the greatest promise in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And I know we got Bible scholars here. But I think the greatest promise and theme throughout the Bible is that God will be with us. And at the very end of the Great Commission, Jesus gives the instructions of what we are to do. But he says, remember, I'm with you. Always to the end. All the heavy load lifting has been done on the cross. All we have to do is break a little decor. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God bless you real good. Love and justice and breaking decorum. A marvelous and inspirational message by Bishop Julius C. Treble. It was presented at the 56th General Meeting of BMC, our Black Methodist for Church Renewal. There are a number of other inspirational messages and talks given at that event, and we'll put links to all of that at our website at tobeencouraged.com. That's where you can hear all the back episodes of our podcast, which is designed to offer an inspir- an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. On upcoming episodes of To Be Encouraged, we will be privileged to have Professor Peter Maghetto, the Vice Chancellor of Africa University, and Sarah Griffin Lund, a the president and founder of BlessedMind.org, which has an emphasis on mental health for children. We hope that you'll join us. Until you do, this is Reverend Dr. Brad Miller speaking for Bishop Julius C. Trimble, reminding you to always do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening 
to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen, to be encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimple. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember, to listen next week, to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble, and never forget, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it.